Hello. Let me make sure. Okay, we're good. Hello, yummy honeys. You guys realize the names that I use? Those little cutesy names, they all have to do with something sweet or food. <laughs> I think it's pretty cute, so I'm going to keep saying it. How are you, my darlings? I hope this Monday is treating you very special. Recognize all the gifts were given, right? So I know you're being treated special because the universe always does. <laughs> it's either showing us something or moving us towards something even better. So in my opinion, I feel that the universe is treating you scrumptiously. So I I have like a inkling in the car, but so far my day has been pretty good. I woke up feeling pretty good. And then I did my morning routine and I felt even better. And I have something really exciting coming for you guys about magic mornings. I'm so freaking excited. And it's crazy because I do them all the time. Of course, there's days where they um, aren't done to my liking every morning because life happens, family calls, and you know what I mean? Stuff happens, but the magic is always having something to go back to, to return to your aligned place, to your dreams, your desires, how you want to feel in the day, what you want to attract in your day. Really good for overthinkers and my babes with anxiety. I can't tell you how much having a magic morning routine customized to you every single day is so powerful. And mine, as you guys could probably see <laughs> on my social media, it changes from day to day. And it should. Like, souls are not, um, they aren't um, routine um, bodies of energy. Like, a soul is always, you know, shifting and just thinking about the amount of lives that your one soul has gone through. Emotions are going to come up. Memories are going to come up. And so that is why it's so important to have a way to communicate to your soul and to listen to your soul and asking, okay, for us to have a good day, what is it that you need this morning? Like that is so, I don't know, it's very cosmic, right? And so are you. So something really exciting is coming because I want all of you guys to be able to build your own magic mornings. And so I'm coming out with a program. If you're in my Facebook group, you get a discount. So my Facebook, my Facebook group is Mental Sugar, or you can message me on Facebook and let me know. That I've been working on this weekend. I'll be working on it today, and it's so freaking cute. I like all my courses. I know I only have, like, two out there, but they all have to be a vibe. <laughs> I'm a very aesthetic person. I love things that look good, and they're cohesive, and the colors go together, you know, it tells a story, you know what I mean? So, really, really excited about that. Um, other than that, let's see, what have I done? Today just felt really good. I have on a, um, an outfit I've been wanting to wear. It's pretty cute. Um, like I said, I love aesthetic. And <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I used to have a fashion blog 
when I was in college, most of it was a lot of thrifted um, clothes because that's what I could afford. <laughs> but they were so cute. Like I know right now, if I look back on it, I'll cringe a little bit because, oh my goodness. Like I was just such, I put myself out there. So for that, I am so proud because I know that was not hard for me. That was not easy for me to do. And, um, you know, having my pictures taken and taking my own and my twin taking them and things like that. Like, I know that was not, it wasn't like easy at first, but then I just loved like piecing different outfits together. And so I just followed it and I loved it. And I still love fashion to this day. And so I think that's how I incorporate, you know, what I do with clothes and colors and interior design and just all of that. I just, it's a thing. And so when I look good, I feel good. And I may sound like superficial or whatever, but that's something for me. <laughs> I love to look good. So I always think about that. I do feel like mental sugar has a look to it. Like even my outfits, like my clothes and all of that. So that's a little bit of a rant. I did go shopping this weekend, so that's why I'm sort of, like, into clothes right now. I may go back to, like, leggings and oversized shirts next week. But for now, <laughs> we are riding the wave, and it feels really good. But what I really wanted to get on here to talk about is shifting out of people-pleasing, right? So I touch on this here and there, and... People-pleasing is very powerful. It feeds a part of us that is yearning for a certain feeling, right? So in my experience with people-pleasing, I know it was coming from a place of um, wanting to um, like prove my worth to other people. Like I feel like I had to prove it. And so I was always looking to do, like, things for other people. You know what I mean? Like, I was at everyone's beck and call, whether it was friends or family. Um, even if I was exhausted to the point of passing out, I would be like, oh, I have to. I have to do it. I have to be there for that person or else they're not going to like me anymore or they're not going to call me anymore or... They're going to think different of me and things like that, right? And so that is like, that's one reason why people, people please, right? They're looking to fill the cup of self-worth through other people, which never works. That's just going to keep you on the train of like freaking exhaustion and overwhelmingness. And, you know, you're also distancing yourself from yourself, right? You're always looking to the outside world. You're not closing your eyes and really tapping into, okay, how do I want to feel? Why do I keep doing this? Can I stop doing this? And why is nobody really doing anything for me? <laughs> I always said that thought when I was people pleasing and just seeking validation. I was just like, oh my gosh, like I don't hear nobody knocking on my door trying to make me feel better, right? I was always that person for other people. So when I realized why I kept doing it, I had a major shift. Like my entire being, world, people around me shifted because I did, right? 
And I wasn't afraid to do it because I was just so exhausted. I was miserable. And um, I also realized another reason why people people please is because it comes from a place of, um, like I said, like being afraid, like from fear. And we all have a very survival instinct, right? We come from, you know, very tribal or even like caveman days where if we were not in a tribe or a group, being exiled was a fear because you're out there in the jungle or wherever it may be by yourself, you know, and just somewhat like struggling, right? (laughs) You have no protection. You have no one looking out for you. You're out there in the world just feeling very fearful. And it's like you were sent off to like sort of death, like on your own, because if you don't have those people, those resources and that comfort, it almost feels like you like you're alone and there's only doom to come from that, right? And so with that being said, we have evolved so much from, from that time. We have evolved way, 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 way more. We're more aware of ourselves. We're more aware of how we um, how we're interacting with others. We know how to attract those into our world if we want them in our world. We know so much, right? And so people-pleasing doesn't have to be this um, nourishment, right? A nourishment for our souls. Like we're yearning to feel accepted and wanted. And we do that even when we're feeling like we're on the verge of like snapping. (laughs) Of just like, you know, totally giving up, turning off like all the lights, getting under your covers and saying like, don't talk to me for at least a week because I am so out of it. Like I'm so drained, right? So I say that to say like, people pleasing is a choice, like everything. People pleasing is a choice. And like any choice, there are um, reactions, right? There's a reaction to the choices we make. And we don't have to keep making the same choices if they feel bad. There's a reason why people-pleasing feels bad, because we aren't meant to do it. And on a soul level, you aren't supposed to. If you are people-pleasing for someone, you're always at their beck and call and doing everything for them, sort of like coddling them to a place where they don't ever have to feel uncomfortable It's a disservice to their soul and why they came here, right? Their soul is, it it isn't learning what it's supposed to uh, learn to survive, right? They're staying coddled and safe and provided for in all these different ways, and they aren't growing. And when you're not growing, you're not fulfilling your purpose and passions, your, your, um, What's a good word for it? Just stable? Like you're just stagnant. That's a good word, stagnant. And when you are wanting to please someone else and be there for them in all these different ways, 
you're doing yourself a disservice and you may be able to feel it more than that person. A lot of the times the people that we're pleasing, they may not feel as much discomfort, <laughs> but they will, right? They'll look around and notice like my life hasn't really changed. Yeah, I have people that love me and care for me and they're doing all these things for me, but you know, eventually they're gonna get tired of me calling them and asking them for all these things and I just don't know how to grow, right? And so think about on a soul level, what people pleasing is doing, what is it really doing for someone else, right? Because I know you can feel it, like for you, if you're, you know, a people pleaser, like I really was, right? And just getting to the point where it's not serving you in any way, right? It's filling a void that you can fill on your own right? You are your medicine for these feelings. You are. And the only way you can realize, you know, your cure for this is to really think about why do I feel like I need to do this? What is my fear if I don't? A lot of the times we're moving in fear and doubt, right? And our life resembles that. There are things that we don't do out of fear and things that we do do from a place of fear. And that's not your soul alignment. That's not your magical, enchanted, juicy, um, loving alignment, right? It's coming from a place of, um, what's a good word? It's coming from a place of like just... Um, discomfort and so you're just breeding more discomfort in your life when your mind is in discomfort your life will resemble discomfort when your mind is in doubt your world will resemble where you've been doubtful where you feel like you're doubtful in what you deserve or what you can do because you won't ever do it right so really empower yourself to ask yourself those questions that that make you feel uncomfortable, but at the same time, you're releasing yourself to a bigger world. You're not in this small containment of um, needing to rely on other people to feel this massive enchantment that is you, right? You're not relying on people for that like split second of feeling like, oh, I got my fix of feeling worthy you know, I'm good for like the next, you know, hour. And then my unworthiness is going to creep in again. Like how like it, oh, that just, it just sounds so draining. And I lived it. So it is <laughs> like, I know, right? I know how draining that can be to like always be looking for the next way that you can prove your worthiness or your value or why you're deserving of love and all these things. And we don't have to. We are meant to be our own source of all those feelings. You are your medicine, right? And so just imagine what life would be like if you did not feel like you needed to people, please. <laughs> I bet you have a lot more time on your hands <laughs> because I know I do. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, what else could I do? <laughs> 
because I got my freedom back. I had more time to myself. And then, you know, I can remember like reaping on, oh, I just don't have enough time. And then I cut out like um, people pleasing and setting boundaries and loving myself and not searching for love. And I just realized, oh, my gosh, I have so much more time. Right. Because I wasn't looking to the next person to, um, you know, fulfill something within me. Right. And so when you have more time, it's just time for you to fill it with something more juicy. Really. It's like something more that you enjoy doing. It's time for you to really think about what brings you joy. And that could be really hard like I was talking about in the last one. But if you can remember what brought you joy when you were younger, it's probably not too far from that. <laughs> it is not too far from those things. So even if you want to start there and do those things you enjoyed when you were younger and see where you go from there, I would do that. Go out in nature and just ask yourself, what is it that I want to do? How do I want to feel? When's the last time I felt that way? Right? And do that thing again. It's calling you, right? It's just calling you to basically um, heal that wound that is now requiring you to look outside of yourself for the cure. And it's never outside yourself, right? We're not here to trust anything really outside of ourselves. When we are able to have full trust in ourselves, we first take on radical responsibility for our feelings. Every time I have a certain feeling towards someone, I think about, okay, why is this, why did this, like, hit me so hard? Like, what, what's going on here, Briera? Why did what they say trigger me so badly? And I take responsibility for my feelings. That's true empowerment. It can be, you know, kind of like... <laughs> You can't point the finger at anyone really at that point, but um, to a certain point, you know, we're all human. So we do at times. So I wouldn't say you don't gotta be perfect about it, but in the big moments where you feel like, you know, this really triggered me, like this person really triggered me, I need to ask myself why. Rearrange your thoughts to then rearrange your reality. Oh my gosh. You are a freaking powerhouse. Right? And you're able to magnetize more of what you want. You're intentional. You're living on purpose. When you keep an eye on what thoughts you are thinking. And you know how to switch out of the thoughts that you don't want and switch into the thoughts that you do want with clarity, right? There's so much power in clarity. When you're wishy-washy, you're not really you're not really receiving anything. That's sort of like a stagnant stuck energy too, when you're confused. <laughs> because being confused is a like conflict of two or more thoughts or two or more opinions or two or more you know, anything like that, two or more. And so when you have clarity on something, you're doing the one, you're focusing on the one thing. And then when you focus on the one thing, the one thought, you're able to move with that thought, 
that's key to changing the life part. You got to move with this new belief. You can't just think it and be like, oh, okay. Because I know I've been stuck there a lot. Because you, you sort of think like, okay, I have this new way of thinking. And it's like, yeah, it feels so good. Like, I am confident. I am, you know, worthy of love. I am empowered. I do um, follow my freedoms and my joys. But at the same time, are you, though? <laughs> and the moves don't have to be so big. They, just, they don't. They can be small. But are you moving and cementing that new belief that makes you feel freaking out of this world? I was trying to think of a better world. I mean, better word. World. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This world is meant to be shifted. And when we're more in our power, we're able to do that. So I just wanted to get this out on there. I was just thinking about, like, people pleasing. And it's, it's, it's so wrenching to be a people pleaser because you are not here to be at the beck and call of another soul. Souls can stand on their own. And we never know what, what someone else's soul is here to learn. And a lot of the times, the person that's carrying the soul doesn't really know either because they're not taking the time to figure that out. They rather feel comfortable right here, right now, and they actually know how to get that, right? That's not really the soul. That's more so the ego, what we've built from being, you know, in this human experience. But their spirit, their soul is actually wanting to be more empowered, independent, and know how to do that, right? Because that's what we're all really here to do. But we, we're here to do it in different ways, right? So when I really, like, tapped into that kind of notion that... We can't protect those we love from hurt because we don't know what that soul is here to learn, right? Maybe they need to learn hurt. If, it, if you be given this person that you love advice, 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 over and over, over and over, over and over, and they're still not clicking, they're not doing it, they're not moving with this set of advice, even if they're asking for it, at that point, you know, their soul is basically saying, I need to learn it on my own. That's what I hear anyway. <laughs> and I don't waste my breath as much because, you know, you're just going to have to learn by doing. And that's okay, too. But we can't get attached to the fear of what the outcome may look like if they do that, right? Because all, like, our souls are here to do a thing, to learn something, to grow with something. And if we're attached to their outcome, we have to look in ourselves, you know, turn it back around. Why am I so attached? Why am I so attached? I'm here to be free and live and find my passions or return to my passions, however you want to say it. When I'm like, when I'm attached I'm not free, right? And you don't feel free when you feel attached. And so that's something to look into, right? I'm actually um, thinking of um, inner child healing. That was huge for me. I actually have a program. I have an inner child healing program on my website. And I'm thinking about taking 
um, a break from it. It's been up all this time. <laughs> I don't really publicize it. It's $111 right now. And I would say that's a freaking steal of a price with the complete embodied outcome that I know I've experienced and my babes who have bought it. I know they've had transformations from it. So I would say inner child healing has been a huge, huge, huge way for me to really um, go back in time mentally and just ask myself, what does she need in the moment that she did not receive? And you give that to her. In the moment, like when I did that, I think I talked about it here. I don't, I never remember, babes, what I talk about on here, but I always feel like they're aligned because I come on here when I feel like, oh my gosh, we are get in front of the mic. <laughs> and I just got home too, and I just hopped in this chair and turned the mic on. <laughs> so it was, it meant to be said, it needed to reach somebody. So that's my job as a conduit for the universe. The universe is the CEO of my brand. So my job is just to channel every freaking thing empoweredly and know that it's meant to be said. At this time, I don't really schedule anything. I just let it come out. But anyway, inner child healing. It is really a way for you to go back in time and tap into what was it that I needed that I don't that I didn't receive, right? And it's kind of, um, it's like a psychotherapy. That's what they call it. That's what inner child healing is sort of um, embodied around. And even in my like years of schooling, seven years, I don't even know how much I did. Um, it wasn't talked about. And I don't know why it was such a hidden secret, especially for someone who studied psychology for seven years. You know what I mean? So I see how powerful it can be. I've experienced it. I've seen it. And um, I actually, I want to do a free, like a free training in it, on it, in my Facebook group. So if you're wanting to learn more about that, also, my Facebook group is just the place to be, for sure. I freaking love it. So let me know if you want in on the magic in there. And... I may do like a little uh, meditation on it, on this uh, podcast, um, on a different recording, because this one's getting kind of long. But there are so many resources. There are so many gems being dropped everywhere, really, to the point where you don't have to feel discomfort anymore in your life, in your mind. But it's all about believing that you're worthy of that bliss, of that joy, of that juicy reality that you want, right? You have to know that you are worthy of it, right? And how do we get better at self-worth? We shift the beliefs we hold about ourselves and realize who we are and why we're here. And I freaking love talking about that. So... It takes, it takes a little bit of time for us to adjust to that, right? To just see that. And at the same time, you don't even have to believe in spirituality if you don't want to. I feel like a lot of us that listen, you guys that listen to this podcast do. But I realize, like, even if you believe in patterns, look at your life patterns. What you've chosen to believe and where it's gotten you in your life. 
And what patterns do you want to stop? What patterns do you want to enhance, right? So I'm sure there's parts of your life that you really love how things are going. So how can you spread what you're doing in that part of your life into the other areas, right? So it's all about awareness. It's all about really tuning inward and less outward. There's so much clarity when you just turn it back inside of yourself and ask yourself, you know, whatever questions really come up. Because you are always, you're always right when you're turning it back on yourself. When you go into the external world, it can be, there's just too much. There's too much for the mind to process and try to understand. And it just, it simplifies everything, my darling. It really does. When you learn how to ask yourself and realize your dreams are realities. So if you have a dream that you're wanting to do, wanting to be, wanting to create, and you feel that it is, you know, out of distance for you, that you feel like, oh my gosh, how can I do that? That is an indicator that there is like work to be done because your dreams are realities, right? Thinking about the people where they are now, right? And how they grew up. A lot of the times, I'm sure they never thought like, oh my gosh, I created all of this just because I believe that I could. That is freaking magic. Okay. So I just want to come on here doing a little, little, little bit about people pleasing because that was on my mind. That was on my heart. And just know you have something here that you're meant to do. Okay. You have something here that you're meant to do. And that can't really be fulfilled if you're at the mercy of someone else, okay? So release the attachment, right? And know how powerful you are in attracting people that really line up with your goals and dreams and desires, right? Because they, they're wanting to. The universe is wanting to bring all that to you right in this very moment. You just have to open your arms, open your arms to it, trust it and flow into it really your next steps will always pop up but you have to take the first step in order to get the next step you always got to take the first step the universe is responding to you it's saying okay she wants this we'll see if she really wants it if she takes the first step <laughs> big or small so i love you my honeys I hope this wasn't too gibberish, that uh, there was something in there. So I'm sure there was. That was a pretty good one. I like that one. But okay, so I'll be announcing some announcements during, um, during this week, I would say, on my Facebook and Instagram. And I'm super excited about it. But until then, I want you to have a beautiful rest of your Monday. Keep receiving Keep glowing, keep flowing, and you are loved, favored, and seen. Okay, my dear? All right. <laughs> Bye, guys.